everybody. Welcome to a mini episode. This is mini episode number three. Yeah. Or 13.75 if you're counting that way. Right. And uh, we are going to talk about voice and maybe style today, depending on how long this goes. I am Sherry Ellison. I'm Taylor Ellison. And we will jump right on into it. Yeah. Um, I have a definition. I do too. So let's let's compare. Okay. My definition, it says it's reflecting a person's persona. Every character has an individual way of putting together words, phrases, and ideas. These elements make up a person's, quote, voice, end quote. Some people are authoritative, while others are pompous, funny, chatty, or warm. Whatever the case, everybody possesses a combination of different qualities that make up a single, complex personality. Yeah. Um, That's essentially what I have. Mine's a little bit shorter, as is par for the course, I think. (laughs) I'm just really wordy. It's the speech and thought patterns of a character in a narrative. Um, It's the way they think, the thoughts they have, and how they speak. It's their word choice and language, accent, and uh, reactions. Okay. So I like that one, too. Yeah. So my first point is that the point of view defines how voice comes through. Oh, absolutely. So do you want me to go into that? Yeah, go for that. Okay. The first person, which is the character's voice... That's when when narrating from a first-person character voice, an author animates a story from the perspective of a primary character. Everything that unfolds with the story, the scene, setting, (coughs) excuse me, dialogue, interactions, observations, and reactions reflects the protagonist's persona and is seen from their perspective. Third-person limited, this is when the narration choice uh, it's similar to the first person in that it centers on a particular character and frames the story from their perspective, sharing their thoughts, observations, and emotions. But rather than using the first person pronoun, pronouns, it uses he or she or they. And the, char- the narrator can then move back and forth in subsequent chapters between characters. That's the good side of doing right. third person limited. Um, The actions and interactions of peripheral characters are depicted, but their thoughts, observations, and emotions are not fleshed out from their perspective, which makes it limiting, but not as limited as first person. Yeah. And then there's third person omniscient, which has the attributes of the third person limited, but is a lot broader. This narration method can deal with more than one character at a time. Delving into the character profiles of each figure, the narrator knows what they are thinking about, what emotions they're experiencing, and how they're going to react and convey that with the same depth as the protagonist's first person. So you get all of the first person stuff, but from everybody. Right. Um, By highlighting the outlooks of multiple characters, the third person omniscient perspective can offer greater insight and context to readers while providing a wider lens to see the whole story. Nice. Yeah. I like all those. Yeah. And that's kind of how the voice comes through. Yeah. Um, one thing that uh, I, when I had my critique done at the Atlanta seminar, yeah, the critiquer said I was excellent at doing voice. Yep. She said, and it's really hard to teach mm-hmm. voice, so we're going to try to teach voice. Yeah. I have just points. I don't know if you want me to jump in, or I mean, keep going, or if you've got. Yeah, I've got I've got a few points too, and all of my points lend to how do you give your character voice, okay. um, and then I've got a set of bullets that I can go through and um, kind of give you some tips to start thinking about how you might uh, define a voice for your characters. Okay, all right, I'll just go and and we'll see if yeah. you want to jump in and say you've got a point or whatever. Yeah, uh, voice is sound 
is created by elements such as sentence rhythms and patterns, word choices, enunciations, syntax, and pauses. Yeah. And freaking fairies, she uses the word really a lot. Mm -hmm. And that's just part of her voice. So mm -hmm. anytime she's thinking, she's like, really? Or that's really big, you know, and, and that's not always a good word to use. That's normally you're wanting to cut that word out, but right. it's part of her voice. Mm -hmm. I still had to be really careful and cut a bunch of them out, yep. which you helped me do. You helped me find those. Yeah. But it is part of her persona. It is part of her voice. That yeah. is how she thinks. That's how she looks at things. It, it's basically, voice is basically your character's attitude. Yes. Um, Beck has a very unique tone. She's funny, snarky, sarcastic. Yeah, I have a point. Like, my very first point is there are different types of voice. Um, there have to be because there are many different types of people. So right. along the same lines, I've got cynical, inspirational, optimistic, southern charm, pessimism, oh, um, that kind of thing. Yeah. Now, that reminds me, the southern charm reminds me of the um, southern witch series. Tammy Jo. Tammy Jo. Her voice is is wonderful. I love that series of books. I don't remember who writes I was those. just about to ask you who wrote that. Ooh, I don't remember. We'll have to look it oh, up. Oh, I'll... I I just pitched. I can Google it really quick. That would be great. Yeah, she is snarky, funny. She is a baker. She bakes. Hilarious. I just uh, something Frost. Kimberly. Kimberly Frost. Frost. Why did you figure it out right when I got it pulled up on Google? <laughs> uh, yeah, that you guys. If you want a really snarky, funny voice yeah. um uh, example, yeah, read some. Oh, she's read great. Some Tammy Joe. Which usually I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> always a big fan of you know the lighthearted like yeah. but i love tammy joe i love your freaking fairies there are certain um books where like that voice really just does come through really well yeah. and i love it yeah so um trick my book the with the well i don't remember what i've called it but trick yeah she's the demon hunter it's a lot darker yeah her life has been difficult. She's a demon hunter. There's been... And you do really well to get that across with, um, <clears throat> like, word choice and description. And and her vocabulary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's so funny when I'm writing her, she uses words that I didn't even realize I knew. Yeah. I mean, she's so much smarter than I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, that says, that says good things about you as a writer, I think. I, I guess. But, yeah, her her voice definitely comes through, and it's totally different yeah. than, than what Beck's snarky happy right easy going well it was easy going until the fairies came into her life well so i've i've came across some definitions saying that there is close voice and distant voice did you find anything on that i did not close voice is basically the first person point of view this i got from literarydevices.net okay which i i tend to use them a lot they yeah. have a lot of really helpful information a close voice is prompted by the emotion of the moment it has precise details, small details noticed by the character, narrow focus. You have a repetition of a word or phrase, like I was just saying about really. That's yeah. something that um, Beck uses. Right. Abrupt syntax, short sentences, even si sentence fragments, because you're inside that person's head. You're right close up in their head, and that's how we think. We don't, right. We don't think in these beautiful, eloquent sentences. At least I don't. Yeah. Use of metaphors appropriate to that character's thinking. So, you know, like maybe a chef might use analogies to cooking or right. knife skills or that kind of thing. Yep. Personality, time period, all of that, all of their their voice will come through in what they know. Yes. Yeah. A strong sensory reaction because you're right there in that person's head. Mm -hmm. uh, more sharply descriptive verbs, highly more highly connotative. 
shift to the ing constructions dropping the pronoun and the to be verb yeah active constructions with point of view as the subject of the sentence doing the action words phrases and syntax typical of that first person point of view yeah and then distant is the opposite it's more like the third person Mm -hmm. point of view where it's accurate you have accurate word choices as opposed to a first person character is going to see things like you said skewed right i think you said that last week about how a first person can be skewed by what they know and who they are yeah and as opposed to a distant voice which is going to be more accurate because we're not limited to the inside of that person's head right Um, i feel like the sentence structure would be different too mm -hmm. um in terms of yeah this says distant smooth flowing sentences without abrupt turns or fragments yeah non-emotional language mm, to a degree to a degree yeah um occasional passive constructions broad descriptions rather than feelings Mm -hmm. distant voice words then suddenly so instead of um this where it's right there inside the person's head right um distant voice constructions are like he thought or it occurred to him he realized she understood complex sentence structure with dependent clauses and modifying phrases because that's not how i mean we the close up we don't think that way yeah yeah so that's what i had on close and distant and then I went into style as well a little bit, but let's finish up your yeah. I voice definitely first. I definitely have more to say um, about voice. Uh, I think a good way to start getting an idea of what voice is too is to look at other literature and other stories. That's always um, a good idea. Yeah, because if you read enough books, then you start to recognize, oh, this character is this character mm-hmm. in my head, and this character sounds like this in my head, and you can kind of get an idea of what your character's voice might sound like Mm -hmm. in comparison. Urban fantasy tends to use what I've noticed is a lot of wit and snark. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of snarky characters. Yeah. Um, And that's like a certain type of voice in a person. You know, not everyone is going to be a snarky person. Right. Um, But I have noticed in urban fantasy that there there tends to be more snark. Um, Be creative in describing how characters' actual physical voices sound. So, you know, on top of their personality and their word choice and stuff, think about what they sound like with their physical voice because that can convey a lot of information, That's too. interesting. So accents, um, do ah. they speak in a high-pitched voice or do they speak lower? Um, is it a deep voice or is it like a thin voice? Is it voice? loud? Is it quiet? Right. Do they murmur more? Do they mumble? Um, oh, good point. Do they have a gruff voice? Is it scratchy? Is it they've smoked their whole life? You know, you can get a oh, lot yeah. of a lot of information across. Um, I mean, that makes me think in my personal life, I'm a very loud person. Mm-hmm. Uh, being a lawyer, I'm used to projecting in the courtroom. Mm-hmm. I am extremely yeah. loud. One of my associates is very quiet. Yeah. And when she first started, I had to constantly say, you've got to speak louder. Right. You've got to project. Yeah. And so it's interesting to watch her transformation. But that's a good point. That yeah. is. That's, that there's, voice would come across differently. Yeah, because there's there's so much information that you can get across in that. Yeah. Especially just, with, like, accents. If they have a southern accent, mm-hmm. then they came from the south in the United States. Right. Um. And that kind of thing, or if they have a Russian accent, or if they have a New Jersey accent, or um, a German accent, wherever. Mm-hmm. They can be from anywhere, and all you have to say is, you know, they have that accent. Yeah. Um, and suddenly they sound completely different in what your are, reader's What heads. are your thoughts of writing out the accent? I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen a lot of places where they're like, don't do that. I feel like uh, it would trip my eye mm-hmm. um, a lot if I have to read it. So I, I think it can be done. I think but so too. It's got to be done right. Like, yeah. Um, 
Cresley Cole, the tarot oh, yeah. cards, that boy speaks with a Cajun accent. Oh, yeah. And she'll write out a lot of times his Cajun words that she'll spell it out with that Cajun accent. Yeah. And she does it beautifully. She does. Um, Another one that does it really well is um, Karen Moaning will sometimes do that as well mm-hmm. in uh, her Mac series in Ireland because she ends up going to Ireland and she's from Georgia and these people are talking to her in these Irish accents and she's like, I have <laughs> no idea what you're saying. It's either this or this. <laughs> and uh, she's able to add humor that way too. Yeah. Um, and she is Southern. So yeah. 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 That's so. interesting. Also, um, oh, I have it in uh, Freaking Fairies as well yeah. with my leprechaun. Yeah. And I do spell out the words, but only for him. Mm-hmm. And it's very limited. Right. Although he will come into play in a later book. Yeah. But it's got to be done carefully. Like you said, yeah. you don't want to kick your, your reader out of... Right, because my eye's going to trip gonna over that. you stumble it. Yeah. yeah, stumble on it. Yeah, I prefer to mention somewhere, like, the Irish lilt, and then maybe, yes. like, bring it up again yeah. um, later and be like, oh, his Irish lilt, like, tripped me up, like, the character. Yeah. Or something like that, as opposed to writing out the accent itself. Yeah. It's just my opinion. I don't... I, I agree with it. I just wondered yeah. what your thought was. I didn't yeah. know what you thought. Yeah, no, definitely, because... Okay. I don't like getting tripped up when I'm reading. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of difficulties sometimes with epic fantasy books because the names will trip me right. up. And I'm like, ooh, let me go back and reread that. Okay, just kidding. I'm going to just pronounce that name as blah, blah, blah yeah, in my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't like that a lot of the time. So. Yeah. Oh, make the dialogue reveal your characters' voices. Uh, you can reveal a lot. Again, it's about word choice and like what they say. Like you said, Beck says um, really mm-hmm. and very a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the things they say and how they respond to certain things can make up a lot of a character's voice. That's true. Um, so the reactions to things can also let you know who that character is and give you an idea of who that character is. That's true. Uh, create character voices using sentence structure, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. Different people think differently and speak differently and can either speak in like really long phrases and use long words like trick does. Yeah. Or use really short words and simple sentences. Like like Beck does. <laughs> like Beck does. <laughs> Beck's a little simpler <laughs> than Trick. Keep working on developing your characters' voices throughout your novel. Um, sometimes writers will talk about how a character will take over a book and either make it much easier for the author to write or steer the story in an unexpected direction. Mm-hmm. Um, happens to me all the time. Happens to me all the time, mm-hmm. too. And this often happens like when a character has a strong voice of their own. They have their own voice. They know what they're thinking. Yeah. They know what they're doing. And so they just go and do it. I, I think that happens to me more often than not, is my characters come with their voice. Me too. They're just yeah. there. Yeah. Which may be why the critiquers said I was really good at it. It's yeah. just, I, I didn't do it. The character did it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Because a lot of the time, my character, there's one character who, uh, in my MacBook, who is not supposed to be a big character or like mm-hmm. he's he was very specific in my mind what I wanted him to be and he said no so <laughs> he ended up being something very different mm-hmm. um which is fine I like I like how he turned out mm-hmm. so I just let him do let him do his thing yeah and, and he's actually ended up being an interesting character yeah think about character background mannerisms and try some exercises to kind of figure out the character voice if you're stuck if you don't really get what it means if you don't quite understand how to come up with your own character voice I think I've said in previous episodes that I just write scenes with characters to yeah. figure out who they are. And you said you write from different points of view, too, which yes. also would help you see what that voice is. Because yeah. if you're writing it from a, a different character's point of view, it's going to be a different voice. Yeah. So that is a great idea. I love doing that, too. Yeah. It's just a fun exercise to get into your character's heads. Yeah. Um, especially because I do write in first person all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so it's fun to switch from my main character to a character that she sees because uh, she thinks different things about that character. And obviously, if you switch point of view, then they're going to think different things about yeah. your main character and all I, that I kind think of stuff. writing in first person point of view makes voice easier. I think so, too. Just because you're inside that person's head. So you yeah. can't help but portray that character's voice. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I struggle with third person. And that's that could just be a me thing. But mm-hmm. like I do struggle with third person. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, because we're not just right there in, in the head mm-hmm. um, of the main character. I do have one thing I wanted to say about Karen Moaning's books. Yes. Because she does write in first person. Mm-hmm. And then in some of her books, she'll switch characters and still be writing in first person. And you know exactly who she's talking about. Because of the way she portrays the voice. Yes. You and know. she doesn't have to tell you, oh, I've switched to Jericho Barron's. Right. You're just like, oh, that's not Mac anymore. Oh, that's Jericho. Yeah. Um, you know because, yeah, Jericho's voice is definitely. Is very different. Yeah, we know his voice. <laughs> yes. So uh, she's one that I love to read for examples on that kind well, of thing. Well, so. um, Danny's voice. Oh, very it, yeah, very also different. Very different. Yeah, she she is a really good one. That's if they want to look at voice and mm-hmm. how to do it. Go just go read the whole Karen, series. <laughs> Karen moaning, yeah, because she does. She you that voice comes across all of her characters when she switches. Yeah, you know. Yeah, by the feel of it, by what they say, by their thoughts. Yep. I mean that their that's reactions. Excellent study. Although I warn you, if you do try to study it, you'll end up being sucked back into the book. Yeah, you'll read it. Yeah. But um, but yeah, that's that's all I've got on voice. Okay, and I think that's perfect timing. So we'll do style another time. Yeah, definitely. There'll be another mini episode at some point. Cool. So thanks, guys, for listening. Um, check out our website, eatdrinkwritepodcast.com. Uh, it's got all of our social media and stuff on it. Check out our little sections because I put in the pictures and cute little um, memes and stuff on there for yeah. you all to do. And every now and then I'll, I'll actually write a, a blog post but i haven't had time to do that yeah. lately but check it out it's got all of our stuff on there we're at eat.drink.write.podcast at gmail.com if you want to email us we still have merch so leave us a review send us an email we'll send you some good fun stuff yep last but not least check out our patreon uh com slash edw podcast we could really use your support yep um, love you guys thank you thank you very much